Welcome to the Think Wealthy Podcast. I'm your host, David Prail. The Think Wealthy Podcast is sponsored by YDLP Investments, the home of the $10,000 commercial real estate investment. Hello. Today we're going to be talking with Sal Rosenbaum. Sal is a licensed professional engineer with 18 years of experience in the energy engineering sector. Um, which I just found that existed while we were talking, preparing for this uh, interview. And Salas has a passion for helping young, younger engineers uh, get started on their career. Uh, so Sal, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and you mentioned earlier, you, you wanted to talk about, uh, about public speaking, which is really interesting because that's not a skill I typically associate with engineers. No, that's very true. Public speaking is not something that's often associated with engineers. And I think it's really a very large missed opportunity for many engineers. I know it's helped, certainly helped me in my career. And I something that I like to tell a lot of the younger engineers that I mentor, a lot of the engineers that I just interact with, that's a skill that if they add to their technical skills that they have for the engineering world, it can really give them a lot of career mobility and career flexibility. That's very interesting. So can you, can you just share with us where or how in, in public speaking has, has helped you in your career? Sure. So I'll tell you, I actually ended up getting into it almost by accident. I took my first public speaking class just as a non-technical elective because I heard that it would be an easy A and figured, okay, let me go take it. Engineering school is hard enough as it is. Let me add in a very simple class to kind of lighten my load. At the time, I did not realize what its effects would be on my career. I think that part of the reason people don't look at public speaking within the engineering world is that they associate public speaking with someone like Tony Robbins, who gets up in front of a thousand people. And when they think that they will never do that, they don't see the value in the skill at all. So I like to reframe it a little bit So first of all, look at it as a skill which can help when you are speaking to crowds like that, obviously. But you also have so many opportunities where public speaking helps you out during interviews, when you're presenting just to several investors and you need to clearly convey your thoughts to a group meeting where you're the head of the department. Even if you have the best engineering skills, if you're not able to pass those thoughts over in a clear and concise manner, then it, I wouldn't say they're worthless, but you're certainly not getting the full value out of them. The other side of it is any engineer who has any aspirations to move towards the management side of things, having public speaking skills will really help them on that side, working with all of their engineers that are on their team, as well as any business development work that comes along with the management side of things. Interesting. So what I'm hearing is, and this kind of moves it even beyond the engineering space, whereas where you've applied it is public speaking is kind of the ultimate um, training for good communication. You know, if you can speak to 10,000 people, you can present to two or three. And so you're, is, that, is, that, is, that, is that correct? 
Absolutely. I think one of the things that I've learned over the years since that first class, and I do take some continued training now that we can discuss as well, one of the hardest things about public speaking is really just getting comfortable in front of the group and not cowering in fear. And a lot of that comes from just a mindset shift of understanding that all of those people are there to hear what you have to say, and they're interested in what you're presenting. So if you have that in mind, it kind of reduces a lot of the fear. The other part of public speaking that can really help you out is on the organizational side, so that you come prepared with your presentation, you hit your bullet points, not too much that you, know, you overwhelm them, but not too little that they have no idea what's going on, and you try to keep it in an organized manner. So practicing the public speaking skill and learning it to a greater degree really helps you get you know, organized and everything presented properly. Okay, so I'm hearing that public speaking is about, about the ability to communicate. The skill is communication. Um, and a lot, of, and some of it is, is during the actual communication and being trained to communicate effectively. And it's also about the preparation. Now, when you do the public speaking training, um, you're, you're, you're trained how to prepare for the, for the presentation or how to communicate so that when you go in there, you have the, the clarity of thought um, or the materials prepared that you can actually c- convey it uh, correctly. Um, so let me ask you, so how do you get started in this? I mean, you took a, you took a course in, uh, I didn't catch it, but it was in college or postgraduate, but uh, for people who are not in those programs now, um, how can someone get started on the path to uh, becoming an effective public speaker? Okay. I think one of the best ways to do that is to join their local chapter of Toastmasters International All of the groups have 20 to 25 people, and it forces you to be involved in some manner so that you can start off very slowly, playing a very small role, and then building up to bigger speeches and more in-depth speeches. What I really like about Toastmasters is that it's a very comforting environment, very supportive environment where everybody wants to help each other out. you're, depending on the club you're in, it may be more or less regimented. However, they do have the whole Pathways program that really takes you through initial speeches, gives you different topics, different goals for each speech so that you can build up slowly and develop it over time. One of the things I was actually surprised, pleasantly surprised, I should say, through COVID is that it really did work very well through Zoom. So now is a great time to find a Toastmasters group anywhere in the world. You can join them regardless of the time, regardless of where they're located. And I have a feeling that even once COVID passes, a lot of the groups will continue to operate on Zoom. The one thing that I would tell people is probably not worthwhile is reading books about public speaking or taking a video course without any interaction unless you're going to be putting it into action. If you're not pairing that up with something like Toastmasters, if you're not pairing it up with some other live course or Zoom live, then it really won't be very effective. It's a very difficult thing to learn through a book without the practice. So Toastmasters, where you go out there, you put yourself out there, you actually do it is the way to start. And any other material, which is more passive learning, reading, that's only going to help you. If you're doing the active, you can implement it and, and 
augment it, but to make it into your primary way of learning, it's not going to work for this. That's so interesting, by the way, you said about Toastmasters. I was actually looking at joining um, the nearest chapter to my house, which is actually about a half an hour drive away, um, right before COVID hit, and I kind of dropped it, and I haven't really revisited it, but now that you're telling me that it's on Zoom, it's something that maybe is worth revisiting if I can find the time for that. So that's really interesting. Okay, so, so that is... Um, Right, and one one other thing, uh, one other thing about the Toastmasters groups is that in larger cities you may have six or seven clubs within you know drivable range. I would recommend that you try out each one that fits your time schedule. That's really what it's about. It's about what time fits your week, but you'll also find that some of them are geared more towards professionals. Some of them might be more geared towards someone in the nonprofit sector. So it's good to try a few of them out before you commit to a single club if you live in an area that has multiple clubs available. That's really great. And if somebody is, is doing this, at what point should they expect to start seeing results? I would say you probably would see results almost immediately. If you have someone who's at the lower level, let's say, you know, in my field, you're an entry engineer. One of my first roles was working on a site, working with very experienced engineers, working with some of the installers. Right there, you have public speaking skills that can be applied to ensure that everything is installed as you expect it to be. And that if you did make a correction, they're properly implementing that. And from there, it really just builds up. Every time you're dealing with other people, you're going to have a much more positive impact on them. Personally, I've also taken it to another level. I like to go to conferences and present there, which is something that early in my career, I never would have thought of. And it really opens up a lot of doors in terms of making new connections, in terms of getting your name out in the field. So even if you're not going to be the keynote speaker like Tony Robbins, you can always be a speaker at plenty of conferences and really use it as a great way to market yourself and your business. That's great. Is there any, just following up on that, do you have any um, tips or tricks or ways to become a speaker at a conference? How do you get in over there? Well, the one that I've uh, spoken at several times is the Association of Energy Engineers. They have three conferences across the U.S. each year, obviously aside from COVID. I initially came to them really by reaching out to the organizer and asking them how I could do that. And they have a call for papers for every single conference. So you just submit your topic, submit an abstract. Hang on, hang on. I just had, what just happened here? I just had a ding on my machine. I'm sorry. Can you go back? No problem. The um, world just happened there. Okay. So we just back it up to, you know, we just take this question from the top. Sure. All right. So you can just jump straight into the answer. So again, the question was, um, how do you get into conferences? Go. Um, what I would recommend is look for the organizer of the conferences that you're already attending or the ones that are within your industry, reach out to them and ask them how you can apply possibly for a future conference. I know the Association of Energy Engineers that I'm involved with and I've spoken at several of their conferences, they have a call for papers where you send in an abstract, usually about six to eight months prior to the conference. But if you reach out to them, there are a lot of these conferences have many smaller sessions, 
And if you're willing to speak about a specific topic that's apropos for their audience, they're very willing to have you there. Also a little, little side perk, they don't pay all of your expenses to get there, but you usually get into the conference for free. So if it's a conference you're attending anyway, it's a good way to save on uh, some expenses for your business. Incredible. So, so professional advancement, being able to communicate with smaller, large groups, ultimately culminating in speaking at conferences from this one course that you took um, just to lighten your workload and maybe boost your GPA. Incredible. Okay. So before we hop off here, is there any, um, someone here says they want to reach out to you, they want to talk to you either about this or about engineering. Um, what's the best way to reach you? Well, I'm very active on LinkedIn, so they can certainly reach out to me through there. Just search for Saul Rosenbaum PE, and they can find me. For the younger engineers in your audience, they can have a look at my website, theengineeringmentor.com, where I share additional materials really geared towards helping them towards success. Incredible. All right. So thank you so much. Um, I hope everybody benefited from this. I, I know I did. And, and thank you. For joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And we're done. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something of value. If you've gained from this podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave a five-star review. If you feel that I haven't earned that five-star review, please reach out and let me know how we can earn your recommendation. Until next time, I'm David Prell, and thank you again for joining me today on the Think Wealthy Podcast, sponsored by YDLP Investments. Thank you.